it's a Jumma morning. Jumma, 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 Jumma Mubarak to one and all. And Alhamdulillah, we start off our the a session this morning called Quickfire Q&A with none other than our very own Mufti Ibrahim Smith. And I, as you know, Mufti Ibrahim Smith is there from uh, a beautiful place called Scarf's Kral in Cape Town. I've been there, people. And I tell you, it's so soothing to be there, and especially in the company of our pious and sagacious Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Hey, he makes me feel special, this man. And I hope and pray. I was just telling <laughs> Mufti Saab, I hope uh, that we have the same feeling when we make parda from the dunya and we get that, uh, you know, that treatment in the akhirah, and that is forever and ever. And not like this meritorious world where it is for a short while. Welcoming the listeners of Sirius FM and Mufti Ibrahim Smith uh, with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, Mufti, uh, Mufti Sahaba, tell me how you're doing this fine, beautiful Jumma morning, Mufti. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Shafat. And also uh, Yusuf and all our listeners, yes. Indeed, uh, this world is short and we just have to look at the month of Ramadan. That uh, The last few days remaining, Shafat, just now. Earlier, we started this month of Ramadan, you know, with uh, so much hope and aspiration. And uh, now it's coming uh, to an end. And soon we'll be saying al Wida and bidding farewell to this beautiful month of Ramadan. I hope that we've derived maximum benefit uh, in this month and uh, we've attained the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well, uh, because soon it will leave us and uh, we don't have any guarantee that we will see it again. Uh, next year, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala unite us in the year after, as you rightly uh, said now, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has joined us in this world, G. Yes, I'm Mufti Saba. Look at the question there. Yeah, you know, when you come on, the question comes in fast and furious. And uh, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, are senior citizens exempted from paying fitra, Mufti? No one is exempted from uh, paying uh, fitra, especially not uh, when it comes to uh, age or age of the groups, you know, different age groups. If any person has sufficient food on the day of Eid for himself and then his surplus as well, then a fitra becomes wajib, compulsory upon that person. So by default, just because a person is reached and attained old age, it doesn't exempt that person uh, automatically from paying fitra. You still have to pay a fitra and you still have to pay fidya also if there's any days that you've missed and you are a chronic sufferer, uh, meaning you do not have hope of recovery in the near future. You will have to pay fidya also for every masday and uh, you will have to take out and pay your fitra. Remember that when you do pay these two things, you will have to make an intention as well, especially to take out uh, zakat. The actual word is zakat or fitr. So you have to make it's a type of zakat, you know. So you have to make your intention to take out uh, that fitra as well in order for it uh, to be a valid shafaji. Haji Mufti Saba, does a CT scan invalidate the fast? As long as nothing goes into the natural cavities, uh, the nose, uh, the private parts, etc., the mouth, uh, a CT scan normally they'll put you in that machine and uh, that thing will record X-ray or it will take a uh, computer graphic images from your uh, body, your internal, your organs, your brain, etc. So as long as nothing internally goes into your cavities, then your fast will remain intact. Uh, in fact, you can uh, uh, carry on fasting. But if you feel that uh, they will be taking a chance with you, and uh, they might be administering certain things internally through any of your natural cavities, then it's best for you to delay it after uh, Ramadan, post-Ramadan, you know. If there's no other option in the hospital because you attend state hospital and you are forced to go, then you rather go and uh, sort out your CT scan. Your fast will remain valid. Mufti Saba, does water that enter the private parts or break the fast? 
yes, it breaks the fast. Uh, females especially should be very, very careful. Uh, males as well, you know, when you perform istinja, make sure that you uh, do proper, complete istinja. Uh, if need be, use a toilet paper as well as extra precaution, but make sure that nothing enters uh, the natural cavity of the private parts, because if water does seep in or goes in there, then your uh, fast will be invalidated, and you will have to make a of that uh, particular day that must they do. Uh, Mufti Saba, please comment on the new uh, fill-in-the-form application for sitting for Epica for Mufti. I think it's a biggest joke and I think it's an innovation as well, Shavad, that uh, asking people to fill in an application form just to perform an ETCAF, you know, and uh, some of these application forms, uh, they have silly uh, questions that uh, are you attending Salah in Jama'ah and your spiritual level in all of these things, you know, where they came in all of this, I would like to know people innovating in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is not part of the deen. Imagine now this year you became pious, Allah gave you a diet, you want to go into seclusion, you want to perform etikaf, now you feel, feel need to fill in a form just in order to be reviewed and then you will get a message to say that you have been accepted. It reminds us of the COVID days where people had to apply just to attend Salatul Juma. So I think it is the biggest joke, you know. Soon they'll be putting taqwa meters in front of the doors of the masjid also uh, in order to vet and uh, check the taqwa of the people before they will admit people into the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is not our grandfather's religion. This is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we should, uh, take, uh, we should take strong uh, offense to these type of things that the so-called trustees or trustless trustees uh, have implemented in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think they want the elitists to perform itikaf for them and exclude the general normal public. Uh, such places uh, should be boycotted shafat and people uh, should voice their opinion very, very uh, strongly regarding these impermissible haram practices that have crept up upon the Ummah Mufti Saab, is it a compulsory to complete the entire Quran during Tarawih? It is mustahab, it is preferable, it is liked uh, to complete the entire Quran uh, during the month of Ramadan in Salat al-Taraweeh. Shafat, you know, listeners, we don't always get a chance to listen to the beautiful Quran being recited by our various hafaz, you know. Ramadan is one such month, the month of the glorious Quran, where we can listen to the Quran from the beginning until the end. That is besides the Quran that we ourselves read uh, during the day, the different ajazah, Apologies, and then we complete it on our own. So although it is not far, it is preferable for us uh, to stand and listen to salah, uh, the Quran uh, being read in Salat al-Taraweeh. It is not compulsory, G. Mufti Saab, is it okay for us to give donations uh, to organizations without the Jamaat uh, letter? There's a Jamaat letter and this letter and that letter. Uh, that is all a farce, you know. I know of legitimate uh, organizations that does not uh, walk around with letters or engage in letter worshipping. And many of uh, or, uh, of these people who get, who get letters, some of them only exist on paper. They do not exist in a, in a reality. So they will have all their paperwork in order, but they do not exist. And these people issuing the letters, they only give it on uh, the amount of evidence that is presented to them in their offices. They don't jump in a plane. They don't go and see if these organizations really exist. 
uh, just recently in Durban, someone was asking me, he made a donation to a particular uh, organization that claimed to have two branches. And uh, then when I investigated this organization personally, I found it to be non-existent, Shafat, but the person's zakat is gone. Now the problem is you will have to repay that zakat. It is easier to ask or contact a local person in that community, that locality, and ask if an organization exists and then give accordingly. And if you give, you must give for the sake of Allah, the pleasure and the love of Allah, and not because of a of an organization that is vetted or has given a, a green light in the form of a letter of recommendation uh, that also you know i don't know where they come on these things uh, which sharia are they practicing that if you don't have a letter then you don't deserve funds there's so many bogus in frauds walking around with the legitimate papers and they're receiving the funds incredible organizations they have been excluded people should be careful rather give locally uh, but, you know and give to people that you know and trust and in that way your zakat will be discharged uh, Mufti Sahib, does uh, blood transfusion uh, break the fast? No, blood transfusion does not break the fast. You should be careful, though, that uh, it could cause some dizziness, you know, and then it will become a crew because uh, you are giving blood or blood is being given to you. So uh, that might affect uh, your fast. It won't invalidate your fast, but it will affect, uh, affect your strength in uh, continuing fasting for that particular day. If you can delay it after Ramadan, then even much better for you. But if you are sure that you have the strength and uh, you can do the blood transfusion uh, whilst fasting, then you can do that. That will also be permissible for you to do, G. This question says, uh, will grumbling sounds heard during Salah break the ablution, Mufti? Especially during the month of Ramadan, when there's a lot of air in the system and a person has been chowing halim and bajiyas, pakor and all these things, uh, then you tend to hear these grumbling noises and sounds. So a person will still hear fudu. Remember, that is waswasa sometimes from shaitan causing these uh, waswasa, you know, causing doubt in you. But for a certainty, if you have certainty, yakin that you have fudu, your fudu will remain intact. If you are doubtful, your wudu will remain intact. If you are certain that you don't have your wudu, but you doubt that you have wudu, then you will have to go and repeat your wudu. And wudu will only be repeated because of smell or because of sounds that emits from your body. If that doesn't happen, then uh, you don't just, uh, you just ignore it, you know, you don't take note of the G. Uh, Mufti Saab, is it uh, permissible to attend mass rallies uh, defending uh, Palestine, free, free Palestine, Mufti? <laughs> the Sahaba, Shafat, they never engage in all of these things. So I don't know why our people will be engaging in a, a mass protest across South Africa and across the globe. I've seen uh, that, you know, and that will be a part of my khutbah, my discussion today, uh, giving my Shari perspective regarding uh, these uh, mass protests uh, in defense of Al-Aqsa or uh, with regards to solidarity with uh, Palestine and uh, Masjid Al-Aqsa. You're right, you know, people will be chanting free, free Palestine and all these things, inshallah. So uh, later today, I will give my uh, my view regarding all of this, G. Mufti Saab, does uh, gastroscopy break the fast? That is normally when something is inserted uh, in your, through your mouth and it goes down into your esophagus and uh, that is where they check if you have any ulcers or so, sores or something that is uh, internally wrong in your uh, stomach. You know? So that will invalidate the fast because they have to apply gel on the top of that camera or that uh, uh, machine that they put down your throat. So because of that and that moisture, etc., that will invalidate a person's uh, fasting. If a person can delay it, 
until after the month of Ramadan, then it is even better. So because remember, sometimes it's difficult to pay in those must days because we're heading towards, uh, you know, uh, different times now. So if you cannot manage, then you will have to make up that must day in the form of qada. There will be no fidya, only uh, making that qada uh, or qada of that particular day. G. Mufti Saab, I've heard, uh, I've already exceeded my zakah payment uh, budget. What happens to the excess amount I paid, uh, Mufti? So sometimes it happens, you must calculate, and uh, your zakah due was perhaps 10,000 or 20,000, but you ended up paying 25,000. So no problem, you've paid zakat in advance. Next year coming, you will just deduct uh, that excess amount that you've paid already uh, what does the card that is due next year, and you minus it from that, you deduct it from that amount, and you pay that 5,000 rand less because you've already given the card in advance. So that is not so difficult, you know. All you need to do is keep a record uh, of the amount that you've already paid out in comparison to what will be due upon you next year, inshallah. And then from there, you pay the balance or the difference of the zakat that is due upon you, G. Mufti Sahaba, can I give my fitra to my parents? You are not allowed to give fitra to your parents. Any child out there, you are not, and I will repeat and reiterate, it is not permissible for you to give your fitra. Remember, fitra is dirty money. Fitra is there to purify your fast from all the mishaps and whatever sin you've committed. So your parents, you should give a sadaqah. You should give them from your heart and wealth, not from a zakat money. You can't give zakat money to your parents. You can give it to the rightful recipients that are zakatable, or other, your mother-in-law, father-in-law, etc., and other people that are your neighbors, uh, Muslims only, that are due zakatul fitr, but not your parents. Your parents, you take out from your nafaka, from your own money, and you support your parents. And in, in uh, Shafat, you know, it is a shame that uh, giving fitra money to your parents, uh, you're supposed to look after them, you're supposed to take care of them, you're supposed to love them and support them. You're not supposed to take off their dirty money and uh, feed it uh, to them. You know, that you give away as Sharia has ordained you to give it to the rightful recipients who are zakatable, G. Mufti Sahib, the Basque is uh, slowly manifesting itself in certain masajids. Can you please comment? I saw it personally uh, in uh, Johannesburg. I think I saw it somewhere in Durban also, and we've seen it uh, that uh, going into various places. Yes, I think because uh, winter season is coming now, and uh, the story that is dead and buried, the COVID business, uh, that they want to resurrect as well. I saw statements of the IMA also regarding what what are myths and what are not myths, you know. So all these things are creeping up again, uh, scaring people again in fear-mongering. So those people who have uh, comorbidities or underlying conditions, if they want to mask up, that is their prerogative, you know. But do not look down upon those people who do not want to wear and don the mask, the satanic covering, etc. That is your prerogative if you want to do it. For the rest of the people, we've put the chapter behind us and uh, we will continue living and enjoying our life, inshallah. If you feel you want to wear your mask, that is your thing. Uh, that please do not impose it upon other people, G. Uh, anonymous Alim uh, from KZN says, uh, Dear Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum, please advise the Ummah how important it is uh, for us uh, to do site and spot checks when allocating zakah for projects like uh, running ulums uh, or madrasas, uh, feeding schemes, hamper distribution, welfare and relief work. As per the editor of uh, Majlis, 
many times upon inspection, no work is taking place on site. So we're handing over our zakat to sponsor trust, uh, trustees of flamboyant lifestyles and wastage. And uh, in the certain organizations, there is a nepotism. Please, I like your comments. I, I, I really uh, embrace and celebrate you because of the dapperness you have. Hey, this is right. Anonymous <laughs> Alim hit it on the head, uh, Mufti Saab. Yes, you know, Shavad, uh, on Saturday night, I was completely unplugged. I had a segment on another show, and uh, that was like the first time in my life uh, that I could speak openly in front of a panel, and people were asking pertinent issues regarding this and other issues as well, you know. So it was like uh, me completely unplugged. So I concur with this uh, anonymous alim that we need to do vetting, we need to check uh, that if uh, that organization is zakatable, how they disperse the zakat, if it is going into, uh, uh, you know, putting on number plates from public funds, you know, KZN1 and KZN2 and all these things, is it uh, used to fund uh, the exorbitant lifestyles, the uh, uh, luxurious lifestyles, uh, do they pay themselves uh, performance bonuses, etc., going for Umrah trips, whilst no work is taking place. I know of organizations, Shafat, and I've seen with my own physical eyes uh, during this Ramadan, non-existent, not a single student, yet they have collectors out there uh, collecting thousands and millions, and Allah alone knows how much money they are collecting, you know, fooling the people, uh, because some people think they've been in existence for long, and sometimes they have the relevant documents, etc., but uh, they do not exist. Then you, you will find organizations in the Northern Cape, uh, Western Cape, where I'm in, Eastern Cape, people are really suffering, where there are a, a genuine need for zakat, but they are being uh, deprived of the zakat. So yes, you can Google Earth, you can phone an alim of a particular town, and uh, he, uh, you know, the onus is upon him to speak the truth, especially during the month of Ramadan. He needs to tell you that these people only have minimal work, uh, so they only require minimum expenses. They don't need uh, um, abundance of funds, because what do they do with the excess funds? They're supposed to give it to other zakatable organizations. And then some of them, of these organizations, they are uh, in bed with the interfaith movement, etc. So these organizations, they don't, some of them sending happy Easter messages also, uh, you know, uh, to the other denominations, something which are completely un-Islamic, and yet they are taking the bulk of the wealth from South Africa. When will the donors' eyes open and see it for what it is, you know? There is no loyalty if you've given your zakat to people who are not zakatable, if you've given your zakat to uh, bogus organizations in rogues, your zakat is not discharged, you will have to repay that amount, I reiterate, you will have to repay that amount, so yes, uh, that Alim Jazakallah for bringing and uh, raising that particular point in question. You know, they'd be very, very careful. Of the, that's why some people don't like me, because uh, I speak the truth, Shafat, that you will have to show at the end of the day the amount of work that you do uh, for the amount of money that you take, G. Mufti, uh, you know, an important question here. What type of conscience do these people have that are taking people's, you know, I mean, the amounts are not small. We're talking about big amounts, Mufti Saab. And what type of conscience do they have? I mean, how are they going to account to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I mean, you know, they're selling the Akhira for the, because of this dunya, Mufti. Yes, uh, they've got no conscience at all. 
They forget that there will be a day when every human being will be standing in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're busy with khiyanat, uh, especially those coming from abroad, uh, paying 30, 20, 50,000 rupees just to come and collect here. 70% of your donation goes to the uh, to uh, to this particular person in the form of ticket expenses, in the form of uh, hotels, in the form of a commission and guide, etc. So 20 ren of your 1,000 ren, 100 ren of your 1,000 ren will go to the actual cause. So those are all factors that we need to look at, and that is uh, foreign organizations. Coming to local organizations, they themselves are, some of them are busy with khianat, uh, with this loyalty, you know, fooling the people. And then when they are caught, then the entire locality or the entire province will get the blame and uh, the stigma that they are all bogus collectors, which is incorrect and untrue. Uh, these people that are doing this, you know, that uh, they should be confronted, the funds and their files. If you suspect anyone, then uh, take his file and uh, tell him that you will report them to the police for soliciting funds for something which are completely non-existent. And uh, be careful because some of them are smooth talkers. They'll speak to you in the Urdu language uh, just to carry favor and to win you over to part with your heart, uh, worth money and uh, your zakat also. So be careful for that as well. That if you're not sure, uh, that's why many people will phone me uh, if they're unsure and are not certain about uh, organization regarding uh, people coming from the Western Cape. I say how it is, Shafat, I don't carry favor with no one. Give to uh, the legitimate ones and abstain from giving to fraudulent ones. Gee. Mufti Sab, what about nepotism? You know, what's the Islamic ruling on nepotism, especially in uh, public offices? Uh, that is right, Shafat. I don't think we'll be able uh, to 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 get rid of that. You know, that is there. That uh, you do me a favor, I do you a favor. You rub my back, I rub your back. You know, that is there. And if you do not conform to that, uh, then uh, you are the rotten apple, and uh, they will most likely get rid of you. There's no place for nepotism in Islam. It has absolutely no place in Islam. You know, it should be spoken out against, and uh, decisive steps should be taken also uh, to root it out, whether it's the top structure or whether it is at uh, the bottom structure as well. Those people who are able to do the job, they are the best candidates for it. Uh, it is not family businesses or something. We're busy with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know. It doesn't mean that uh, because it is of a known family, we should keep quiet regarding certain things. No, we, we are required to speak out. That is justice. Then we have to address and speak out, G. Mufti Saab, you know, a lot of people talk about, uh, I mean, uh, some scholars also talk about uh, selling Allah's words uh, at the expense of the Akhirah. I mean, what's the gist about uh, on, on, on all that and what's your thoughts? That is what the, the Jews, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned about uh, the Jews in the Quran, you know. That is what they used to do. They used to sell rulings or rulings that were supposed to be implemented and executed uh, in defense of Sharia that they used to conceal and hide uh, because it is a known family or a public figure, etc. They used to overlook and forego and they used to take bribes in order to uh, to be silent, you know. So their silence were bought in many, many instances and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala condemned uh, condemned that in the strongest form in the multiple places uh, in the Quran. That is still happening today in our society, in our community. Uh, just because we have some loyalty or affinity to a certain group, to a certain person, so now we keep silent about that person. If that person is not part of our clan or our tribe, then we are quick to expose such people. So that is uh, completely wrong. We should be fair and there should be, uh, you know, we should have the justice with each and every one. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded, G.
you know, Mufti Sahib, alliances uh, should be made for the betterment of Islam, uh, you know, for pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But, uh, you know, you notice now alliances are made to get the, uh, uh, for money. I mean, uh, to get the money going, to make sure that uh, there's a mutual benefit for uh, the bank balance to be bulging and so forth, no matter what are the, the obstacles, even if it means uh, compromising principles and, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you see that uh, many things are happening and right in front of us. Uh, what's your comment? I see that I, uh, I've spoken out against it as well because that's why there's so much silence, especially amongst the ulama fraternity. Uh, look at the atrocities happening in the, the Arabian countries. Uh, you don't see people speaking out about it much because they're scared uh, that they won't get uh, visas. Uh, to enter these places. They won't have the red carpet, royal treatment, etc. And uh, locally as well, Shafat, uh, because money talks at the end of the day, and uh, money became the ilah, money became their God, you know. Uh, they're forgetting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in riskuna ma'alahum in nafat. This is our sustenance. There is no uh, depletion of the sustenance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created or that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has with him, you know. It won't decrease in the sustenance of Allah for if a person speaks out the truth. See, I've been speaking out for so many years. I don't care if I eat brown bread one day or just water, no problem. That is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed. But some people, they don't want to descend from the was or the throne that they're on because life is too good and a rosy day and uh, they've got so many followers and people, etc. That's why they rather prefer to keep silent. But their silence will be questionable in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Rather speak out here, let people dislike you and hate you. It's not a problem if you don't have many followers. As long as you are known in the sama by the inhabitants of the sama, the angels love you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. That is what is important. Don't worry about people. People praising and loving you today, they will condemn and hate you tomorrow also, G. Uh, well said there, Mufti Sahib. I mean, we can go on talking on this topic. And I, I mean, as you see, you look around, they're buying new cars and they go for 20, 40, 50 trips overseas. And they, Allah, Allah, Allah have mercy on us, Mufti Sahib. And Allah bless you Amen. for being forthright. Uh, your parting words this morning? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us, Shafat, the last few days of Ramadan, you know, itkum in nar emancipation from the fire of Jahannam. That is our intention. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should accept our Ramadan, your Ramadan. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us uh, from blind following anyone. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a good ending from this life. Jazakum la khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Brian Smith. And jazakallah khair to all of you for sending in those uh, probing questions. Alhamdulillah. Allah bless you all. Allah keep us on the straight and narrow. Inshallah. Ameen.